This is Will Ford from Football 365 and you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast. What's up everyone, you're listening to At The Bridge Pod, a Chelsea FC podcast, your number one source for all things Chelsea. Today we will be discussing who do Chelsea need more, Kai Havertz or Jaden Sancho? Now here are your hosts, all the way from the UK, Mikey, Berth and Chris. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of At The Bridge Pod. I'm your host, Mike, and joining me today to make up the most creative front three in the podcast game are Berth and Chris. How are we all doing today, lads? Yeah, I'm good. It's been a long week, very long week, and it's only Wednesday, but I'm okay. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm enjoying the weather, mate. Oh, yeah. That's a, bit of, that's a modest brag. That's, some of us have got uh, work. Yeah, yeah some yeah, of us are working, nice. Chris. Thank you. I had to some work a day workers. Yeah. I'm enjoying the weather though, in all fairness. It's oh, really it's nice. so nice. So, so, so nice. So, some quick some quick housekeeping before we jump into today's episode. Officially, this is Chris's third episode. He'll have recorded us, obviously, but due to how these episodes have been scheduled and I've uploaded them, and because of how recent this topic is, I felt like this will go into this episode. So, you'll hear his second episode next weekend, in which I deliver some top banter about his second appearance. So that's kind of why I've said that. So people aren't like, what's going on here? But yeah, with that uh, fun out of the way, um, we're going to be diving right into a debate, a debate, a topic. It's causing quite a split between the Chelsea fan base. I like to think it's our EU referendum. If, if the American listeners are, are there, you'll probably have heard of that little thing. If not, you're, you're lucky. Uh, Kai Havertz or Jaden Sancho? That's the discussion today. Which one should Chelsea be looking at signing this summer? Which one would fit into our side the best? And so many more questions. So, yeah, I'll jump straight into it. Kai Havertz and Jaden Sancho, two players who many believe could be the next big thing possibly already on the way to being the next big thing. They're having incredible seasons at the moment. Obviously, the Bundesliga has just kicked back off. And, you know, both will, we like to think, will move for huge three-figure sums, possibly this summer, at least in the near future. Obviously, you've got teams like Liverpool, Real Madrid, Barcelona, and, of course, ourselves, Chelsea. We've all been linked to both. But which one would be best for us, for our system? It's a hotly discussed topic. Today, we're going to deep dive into both players' careers so far and debate who would be best for Chelsea. So guys, what first comes to mind when you hear the names of Kai Havertz and Jane Sancho? I'll pass it to you first, Chris. Uh, Sancho is sort of the hot, hot prospect, isn't he? He's the, he's the one everyone wants, I think. And Havertz, to be honest, until this season, not really talked about outside of Germany. But this season, he's really sort of... <laughs> Set the world alight, hasn't he? So he's more of a new kid on the block. Sancho's more of a everyone's wanted him now for at least what twelve months. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm. I mean, I think for me, I've I've been a Havertz fan for a couple of years now. Um, I've, for me, he just really reminds me of Dennis Bergkamp and the way he played. So I'm a really big fan of Kai Havertz and Sancho. Like you said, he's been on the radar for a lot of big teams now for the past couple of years. Really great move for him leaving Man City. Really has projected his career massively. Um, fantastic players, both of them. Um, and I think we'd be lucky to get either, to be honest. I think, you know, if, if we got either of them, we'd be very, very lucky and be a great it, bit of business if we got either. It, yeah, it's it's going to be so difficult because they are both 
the poster boys of the Bundesliga right now. And obviously all the attention, all the eyes are on the Bundesliga. You know, obviously this is why I brought this episode forward because obviously this will be released on, as listeners hear it, on the 6th of June. We're recording on the 27th of May. You know, last night wasn't the best for Havertz. I mean, Leverkusen got absolutely destroyed by Wolfsburg. Uh, yeah, that is fair to say. But And Dortmund obviously possibly now at the title race because losing to Bayern, big lead now. But... You know, you look at the two and all eyes are on the Bundesliga at the moment because obviously it's the only one of the big major leagues that's currently back back to back to business after the pandemic and the shutdown. And yeah, I mean, I like Sancho. I still do, you know, but obviously Kai Havertz is now starting to get my attention. You know, he's 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 flirted with his eyes and now I'm looking back at him across the room thinking this guy could this guy could be something. He could be our long term partner in crime for our side. It's so it's so difficult to sort of, it's, we're going to compare them, obviously, but they do sort of play and have their own sort of styles that very differ to one another. I mean, my attention is going to turn to Leverkusen and Kai Havertz. Obviously, this is a player who Bayern want to bring in. Of course they do. You know, that's kind of what they do. They just scoop up, hoover up all the talent from their rivals that even look to potentially cause a threat for their title races. You know, but so do rivals Dortmund, you know, Marco Royce, he's publicly revealed a mission to guide Havertz to signal Iduna Park and play in front of that famous yellow wall, you know. And when I was doing my research, really deep diving into Havertz, I came across a piece from recruitment expert David Webb. And he said that he started watching Kai during his days of playing in the under-16 German youth system. Now, obviously, we know how so good in recent years, and that's kind of what bred their World Cup winning side in 2014, you know. Whilst he was Webb was at Spurs, he said over recent seasons that you could see the qualities that Havertz was displaying: goal contributions, the goal scoring, the the creating the chances from playing deep. He's been consistent with it as well. I mean, what have you seen of Havertz, lads? That in maybe this season that you think that that's just catapulted him into the limelight finally. I mean, I think now he's he's sort of he's grown a bit. He's sort of maturing more now. Um, and I, th- I think he's just he's playing better than he has in the past couple of years. As obvious as that sounds, you know, he's he's, he's quite a tall guy. He's sort of about six foot one, six foot two, I think. But he moves around the pitch so elegantly and so gracefully. He's got a really sort of really low centre of gravity, to be honest. Considering he's actually quite tall, and like I said, I, I just um, compared him to Dennis Bergkamp, and I think he really is like that. He's so graceful, and his first touch is phenomenal. And I, I think he will just get better and better. And I, I think he's, he could fit into any sort of side, any system, any league at the moment. Um, obviously, he's still very young, so is Sancho. Ninjas could play their part, but for me, he's just its just the way he moves about the pitch. He controls games. I mean, I, I don't know about you, Chris, but that's my thoughts on, on Havertz. Yeah, I think everyone wants... I think people have started to take more notice of him because he's like an all-round attacker. If you look at Sancho, yeah. he's very much a right man. He can play right, he can play left. And that's about it. Havertz now, this season as well, he's sort of been playing as a false nine, hasn't he? Yeah. In the last sort of months. So. Yeah, you know what? That's what I was thinking. I thought he's quite... Yeah, I thought Sancho was quite one-dimensional, whereas Havertz is quite versatile, which can play into sort of Chelsea's hands, really. Um, yeah. I think with him now being able to play as that, that sort of false nine as well, and he's really good in the air. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's For incredible. For some playmaker. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's, he's, yeah, as any centre forward, really. 
Yeah, he's he's not just great with his feet, really. I mean, he's such got he's got that rounded game already. I mean, he's incredibly lethal in the area. I mean, he showed recently in the first game back for Leverkusen, he scored two headed efforts against Red Bremen. They were really, really well taken. And yeah, I mean, because he's dropping back. I mean, yeah, he was brought for obviously at Leverkusen. He played more of a number ten role, working that sort of half space or in a three as like a an attacking midfielder. But now he can sort of play anywhere across that front line, be it right midfield, forward, false nine, so-called nine and a half position, whatever. And I kind of see. I mean, he's kind of almost been pushed there because of injuries with Leverkusen. But I see that that he could work quite well with Tammy Abraham because obviously he can then drop deep smartly, work off Abraham, due to obviously that exceptional ability we brought up in his build-up play, spotting the right pass and his movement, you know, sort of like the eye of like Fabregas we had. I mean, I don't know what you think if that, that connection could work, Abraham and Kai Havertz, but that's kind of what I feel could be a potential. I mean, for me... I... I think if we was to get Havertz, which is, is a big ask, I think it almost play him how Ruben Loftus-Cheek will be played and that sort of box-to-box midfield, sort of free roam sort of player. I do agree with you. I think it worked really well with Abraham because um, Havertz is just, he's good at picking up pockets of space and, you know, running off players and being in the right place at the right time. Whereas I think Sancho may be sort of, uh, be just out on the wall and maybe cut inside, but I don't think you play off Abraham as well as the Havertz or, you know, Loftus Street, like I just mentioned. I don't know about you, Chris. Yeah, I mean, Sancho has, has been linking up quite well with Haaland, doesn't he, since Haaland went there? Mm. I do think Haaland's a freak, though, to be honest. I think he's a exterminator. <laughs> I think you could have yeah, me ne- next to Haaland and, it, you know, I'd probably link up really well with him, <laughs> to be honest. The one thing Havertz would give us, though, is if he played just behind Abraham and say that number 10, he can get in the box and still attack crosses from wide areas. You don't get yeah. that number 10s, do you? Like normal number 10s are what? Probably five eight, five nine. So they're not that good at attacking crosses. Yeah. Well, that's why I think, you know, they'll play him if if he wants to get him, like I said. I think that's why you're playing like Ruben Loftus-Sheet does for us, where's that box-to-box, running into the box late. Because like you said, Havertz is really good in the air. And I think that's that would play to his strengths if you've got... You know, Hudson Adore, Pudisic on the wing, you can really put in a ball. I think Havertz would be perfect into getting into the box late and scoring those well, goals. You mentioned his height, he's six foot two, so he's quite tall. Yeah, yeah a, I thought he was six foot two. Mid. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he has over a hundred appearances in the Bundesliga already, which is incredible for someone of his age, and no player has scored more than his thirty four goals before turning twenty one. So it it's sort of you do. I always think back to the players that burst onto the scene really young and then they sort of burnt out. But there's obviously injuries and playing out like Rooney. He was, people forget how good he was when he was young. I mean, how he was for Euro 2004. And I mean, Michael Owen, I know they're strikers, but with, with Owen, obviously injuries sort of hampered him. I mean, he was a Ballon d'Or winner and he's kind of mocked now for how his career went when he left Liverpool. It just wasn't the same with Newcastle and Man United. Obviously he had his moments, but it wasn't the same player, but yeah, it's a, it's a difficult one. I mean, if we look at Sancho, he was almost our first love before, obviously, you know, habits caught the fans eyes, you know, he's a player. He left Manchester to head to Dortmund to develop his career. He it's easily one of the smartest decisions he could have ever made. And, Possibly, you know, we could also be seeing as of today, it was mentioned that apparently Jude Bellingham from Birmingham City is likely to be now 
it seems to be agreed that he's going to be going to Dortmund. So he could be like the next sort of Sancho style English midfielder that ends up becoming the next big thing potentially. But, you know, Sancho, he's been an incredible star in Germany ever since. And he's a self-confessed Chelsea fan. So as a young lad, you know, he's taken the league by storm in, in the Bundesliga. And he's shown that ability consistently over the recent years. And I th- he's going to be the first English player, isn't he, to move for over 100 million. Yeah, Chris, I mean, I'll let you tell you this, yeah. In, in build up to this. And he's made 93 appearances. He has 31 goals and 43 assists. That is insane. Yeah, it is incredible. I'll tell you what, as well. I mean, you know, looking at those assistant goals, I mean, if you compare them to Williams or Pedro's over the past three, four years, there's absolutely no comparison. I think. We've been missing a winger that can get those goals and assist contributions, to be honest. Yeah, we have. To be fair, that's what I've been saying. Our attack's been lacking for the past, since I can remember. Yeah, I mean, we've we've had hazards. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've had hazards, but it's... Want to get goals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, James Sancho, obviously, he's... He's mainly been on that sort of right-hand side. You know, he's got he's got that incredible pace and he's shown that and he can provide a turn of pace as well with his agility. I mean, he came on as a sub against Wolfsburg uh, in the first game back for Dortmund uh, and he was able to get the better of defender John Brooks within 10 seconds of coming on. You know, he nutmegs him and he draws a foul. Brooks gets booked um, thereafter. And it sort of shows straight away he's on it. He's on it straight away. And you mentioned, Chris, about him being prolific and he is as prolific as Havertz this season. I mean, Havertz currently sits on 15 goal involvements in 24 games. Sancho has the quite incredible 31 involvements in 25 games. Breaking that down, it comes in at 17 assists and 14 goals this season. That That is insane. Yeah, I mean, yeah. those are hazard level numbers, really. I mean, you look what Hazard got in his final season for us. Was it 16 goals and how many assists? Like 14 assists, maybe? was an incredible final, like, goodbye yeah. season. I mean, look at Sancho now. Those numbers are really, really, really good. I mean, I, compare them to Havertz. Havertz obviously plays a bit deeper to Sancho, so you, you could say that's an excuse. You could say, you know, mm. it, yeah. it's still good, good for Havertz. But, you know, Sancho's numbers at the moment are ridiculous. I mean, I, I, I think he's very much like Raheem Sterling. Uh, I mean that in the best possible way. I mean that in his real compliment. And I think mm. he could be quite easily much better than Sterling. But like Chris has said, like you said, we are missing that winger who can get goals, get contributions, with assists. And you can put a ball into the box. Too many times Willian and Pedro have not put a ball in, passed it backwards or been too predictable. Sancho has got raw pace. He can put in a ball and defenders hate to play against him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, like you said, Willian and Pedro... They're heading out to Stamford Bridge this summer. You know, it's almost it's almost a guarantee. I mean, he would certainly fill that role that they would both leave. And, you know, this sort of comes in when we're going to compare how they fit and suit the team and how they benefit each other. I mean, if he came in, Sancho would fill that role on the right-hand side, obviously. And that would sort of push Hakim Zayek more centrally, which is proven his most creative position. That benefits our squad straight away. <laughs> It's just, you know, you've got Hudson Adore, you've got Pulisic. Pulisic can play centrally as well. People do often forget that. I mean, he's, unfortunately, he's had a bit of injury this season, so he's not been able to get up to full steam as we know that he could be. But, yeah, it's a, a difficult one. Do you think 
that would benefit the side more having CX centrally. And I don't know who you'd want on that left-hand side, but on the right-hand side, Sancho, you jump in on this first. I think for me, uh, I'm a bit old-fashioned. I'd, I'd want my wingers to be very pacey, um, you know, get down the byline, put in a cross, you know, maybe cut inside if they want to and get a shot off. So I think it'd be better if Sancho was on the wing and Ziyech was in that central position. I think that's where Ziyech is better suited because I don't think he's got the pace that, um, that Sancho has. And I think Ziyech would be better with his pressing game, better off in the centre because he'll help Tammy out then. So for me, yeah. I think he'd be better off if Sancho was on the wing and Ziyech in, in the centre. Chris? I agree. Um, I think with Willian and Pedro almost certainly both leaving, I think for the squad... I think we need a winger because outside of Hudson, Adoy and Pulisic, those would be our only two wingers if we didn't bring one in. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. We are missing that sort of, especially but Hazard. On, yeah. On, on the flip left. side, on the flip side of that, I mean, if you don't bring in a winger, um, who have you got to create in that midfield? Is the F going to be played out on the wide, out wide, or you know, are we going to stick with that three midfielders? Uh, Kante, Jorginho, Kovacic. I feel you need a creative midfielder in there. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah. I mean, we'll come, we'll, as we're comparing the two, I'll bring up a listener question. TJS Nike at TJS Nike 01 asked, who do we need the most? Kai Havertz or Sancho? Now, that is a, it's a good question. Who do we need the most? I mean, for me, I think we've already almost sort of put ourselves on the line of it's Sancho. I don't know. I think that's what we're trying to almost say to each other, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, Havertz, it's a different. Havertz would be an incredible signing, but for Very, our yeah. squad, with the people that are leaving this summer, I think Sancho is what the squad needs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I agree. I mean, you look at William and Pedro. Even if they stay, you, you'd have to say we still need a winger. But do you yeah. class Ziyech as a winger, or do you class he can play in that position? It, you know, can play across all that that front, but yeah, that creativity you want it potentially. If you have habits, the problem is if do we need habits the most? Okay, if we have habits, he can play across that front three and in the midfield. It's fantastic. It, it, it's great versatility. But we have a very stacked midfield. It's, yeah, you know, no, I totally agree. Totally agree. We, Our midfield I, is very good. You know, we've got further back. We've got obviously Jorginho and Kante. And potentially Loftus Cheek, but you know you've got and Kovacic, sorry as well. Now, when you go a bit further with the attacking sense of our midfield, you have you have Barkley, no matter what you think of him. You have Loftus Cheek again because he can play there. You have Pulisic, you have Mason Mount, Billy Gilmore coming through, Hudson Adoy because obviously he can play across. And then you're starting to think, are we now overstacked on that midfield? Whilst when you think of wing wingers. The only ones that are realistically proper out-and-out wingers are Pulisic and Hudson Odoi. Yeah, no, yeah. great point. Yeah, great point. I mean, when you put it like that, Sancho is what we need. Like, 100%. Out, out of the two, who's the more realistic that we could get? Who's going to be the most in demand? And I think Sancho is. So would it be more realistic for us to get Havertz? It's, mm. But I think we do need more Sancho. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, their values as well. I mean, on transfer market, you know, Havertz is rated at 72.9 and Sancho is at 105.3. Obviously, British million, million British pounds. But that's the point. You pay, obviously, Sancho's always going to cost more because he's got that English premium 
tax that we call it almost. You know, when you're an English talent, you're always going to cost more. I believe he would come up come across as homegrown because of the Manchester City side when he was through the academy there. So I think so that kind of boosts the homegrown quota. But there's also so much more competition for Sancho because he's such a hot property. You know, you've got the likes of now Bayern, you've got ourselves, Manchester City potentially. I can't see why they wouldn't try, even though they're kind of stacked in that. But obviously Sane might be on the way. So, you know, and Manchester United, obviously, they've got the money. So they're always going to sort of be there. Whilst Havertz, Potentially not as he's going to be in demand, but maybe not such a high bidding war. Potentially, mm. I mean, it's no one knows what's going to happen this summer in regards to transfers and the prices. We we literally don't know. We're in such an unknown sort of wilderness at the moment. But the second question we got in from Andreas uh, at Andreas fourteen soccer. Who would they replace in the starting eleven? Now, Sancho almost instantly. We can answer that and go. Willian stroke Pedro or I think Hudson Odoi can play on the left so not so much him Havertz I don't know I mean yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a thing like it's the Ziyech thing though, like Ziyech again if, if we get Sancho Ziyech moves into Cam if you don't get Sancho we buy Havertz someone will have to be dropped because you'll have to play Ziyech out wide so that means yeah. Hudson Odoi could be dropped you know Pulisic could be dropped and then you play Zeke in the middle, and then Mount could be dropped, Gilmore could be dropped, Jorginho, Kovacic, Kante could be dropped, Lofts Cheek might not get looking. Barkley's career will basically be over because he won't even get on the bench. So it's it's a real tough one. I think if Havertz comes in, it will it's really difficult. But if Sancho comes in, it'll be a lot easier to decide. Yeah. I think if um before I pass it on to Chris, I think that if Havertz comes in, he's gonna be one-on-one with Mason Mount for one of the positions in that in that midfield. Yeah. That's what I feel. Yeah. And because obviously we're going to keep with Jorginho, Kante or Kovacic, whichever way and rotate and Loftus-Cheek. And obviously Havertz has proven that his position is attacking midfield. We're quite stacked there, let's be honest. He can play right wing and centre forward while Sancho plays left or right winger, primarily right winger. What do you feel on this, Chris? Looking at it, I'm not sure whether Lampard would want Havertz. I mean, obviously he would because he's such a top player, but mm-hmm. Lampard really likes Mason Mount. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, that's true. I think Havertz coming in, especially for a three-figure sum, means Mason Mount has got to go and sit on the bench because I don't see how Mount and Havertz can get into the team with Ziyech as well. No, that's true. We are, we've got to remember Ziyech signing as well because that's going to obviously, he's going to be a first-teamer, first name on the team sheet when fit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a really good point. It's and then lots of as well for me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we forget we haven't had wasn't he until he did his Achilles. Exactly. Loftus Cheek has just he's not played this season at all because of that Achilles injury, and we've almost forgotten that, you know, of what he can bring to the side. I mean, when you look at the two, Havertz is gonna be cheaper, but he could stay at Leverkusen for at least another season, most likely. I mean, that's kind of the talk that's been brought up. While Sancho, he fulfills a role we desperately need. You know, bringing it back to TJ's question, we desperately need, after the player departures, someone like Sancho. And it obviously benefits our system in regards to Ziyech, because we've got to remember we signed him as well. I mean, looking at the two one-on-one, the assist side, I feel, is probably more important than the goals, even though we, let's be honest, goals win games. We need those goals. But, 
you know, the passing and the playmaking skills. Havertz has a total of five assists and 18 key passes, and he's created a total of 23 chances this season. Sancho has 16 assists, so that's nearly that's over triple, and 11 key passes, and he's created a total of 27 chances. We know that he's been an absolute, well, he's just been a superstar with his assists. I mean, you know, when we measure the player's performance in like sort of pass completion rate, what's an important metric is the pass completion rate into the opponent's box. Because obviously that's where the goals are made, aren't they? And Havertz yeah. has that pass completion rate of 86%. And a rate of 28.5 for passes in the box. Sancho is slightly below that on pass completion rate 83, but a significantly almost triple 66.6% for passes into the box. Now that's kind of what we need to set those goals up, don't we? Like Hazard used to do. Yeah, well, that's what we've missed. I mean, if you look at our attacking play this season, we work really good areas, and our final ball is shocking at times. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think both uh, yeah, corners really good. Yeah, you think back to corners, don't you? How many times have we seen a corner go in the box and it's just oh, it's gone? You know, but straight that, away. The problem with that is that's been like that. That's been a massive problem for years. Our corners and set pieces. I can't remember the last time I saw Chelsea take a corner and it beat the first man. Mm. Yeah, I mean. For me, like, I mean, you look at Sarri, a lot of people have problems with Sarri's, you know, tactics and in his style of play. In, in the criticism was there's too many passes, too many sideward passes, too many backward passes. And I think Havertz, you know, would suit that style of play. But I think how Lampard likes to play, you know, he likes being a bit more direct, you know, good counter-attacking, quick on the break. I think Sancho, with him getting the ball in the box quicker, um, it's such it's so needed in that Chelsea side because there's been too many times over the past couple of years where it's been slow, 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 slow. Oh, I've lost the ball. We need to yeah. be a bit quicker. And I think I think Havertz would help with that as well. But I think we need a wide player that can bring that sort of sharpness and sort of directness into the box. You know, because we haven't had that really since Hazard left. I know it was only last year, but mm. we really lack that. You know, sort of winger who can really just be direct, basically. Yeah, that, that's pretty fair. I mean, you know, when you look at the goal side as well, Havertz, he's got 10 goals at the moment and a total of 23 shots on goal. Obviously, that results in a goal conversion rate of 24.3%, sorry. And he's had that total of 23 big chances. I mean, Sancho, he has 14 goals and a total of 25 shots. So slightly higher at 29.7%. <laughs> but that's not what Sancho's main role. But then again, he could do that. If you think about it, Sancho and Ziyech, because they both can create something from nothing. I, I, I am now I'm thinking I was team Havertz because, <laughs> you know, he's probably, you know, probably re Regency, Regent, no, recent bias, sorry, because I've seen Havertz play recently, obviously watching the games. But Sancho is screaming out to be that top signing we need. I mean, that's what I'm seeing at the moment. I think Sancho is a statement signing as well. And I think if, if depending on what happens with the Premier League this year, if, if the season gets finished and we do qualify for the Champions League, I think the yeah. club will be expecting us to kick on next year. And the way of doing that is by making a statement signing, which we haven't made a lot of recently. And yeah. you know what? Another person to bring into this sort of debate, I know obviously I brought it up the other day, um, is Philip Coutinho, which is a player that we've also been linked with as well. I mean, if you bring him in and you say we get him on loan, 
that rules out Kai Havertz completely. Yeah. Um, but are we realistically going to pay 100 million this year for Jane Sancho or whatever it is? So it's. Uh, I, we definitely need a winger, especially with William and Pedro definitely going. We need a winger, but I just. I want Sancho. I'd love Sancho, but is it just too unrealistic to get him? Because at the moment, we can't compete with Barcelona, Real Madrid. You know, Man City, we, we just can't. We haven't been able to for a couple of years now, unfortunately. If it's 10, think, 12 years ago. I don't think, though, Sancho, it would be the transfer fee that would be the problem because I think having the summer where we didn't sign anyone, financially, we're probably in a better position than we would have been. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think wages. I think if we're competing with Man United for wages, Man United are well known for putting players on anything they want and we don't have that sort of wage structure. I mean, it's no, difficult. Totally agree. It's difficult. I mean, I like to think that maybe the one thing we all love to sort of, you know, we all joked and done who'd we love to play for and what our career path would go. Sancho is a Chelsea fan. So, I mean, we've, we've been here before. I mean, Luke Shaw was a Chelsea fan. He went to Manchester United. But you like to think that that draw would would pull him in. And, you know, London, he'd be back to where he was. he grew up. And you think... Is that going to be more of a pull than, say, Manchester? Because, okay, Manchester United are looking a little bit better with Bruno Fernandes before the lockdown happened. But are, who's in a position to say we can challenge Liverpool? I would say Chelsea are in a better position than Manchester United to make that call. That's what I'm seeing. And that's not being biased. I just see that as being the most realistic thing. We're in a better position to challenge for silverware than Manchester United. But at the same time, are Borussia Dortmund going to accept, say, 100 million from us or 120 million from Man United? And mm-hmm. I think I th- I, it just seems as if Man United have got the better financial position. And I, I think they, I don't think Lampard would pay, like, pay silly money. You know, you look at Conte, you'd spend money just like that. But I, don't, I think Lampard is very, very clever, and very shrewd. And I think if he doesn't feel it's viable, then he won't do it. Whereas Man United are very much a, right, we're going to splash the cash. 85 million for Maguire, 85 million for Bruno Fernandes. Let's pay 150 million for Sancho. Whereas I don't think Lampard and Chelsea are like that anymore. So that yeah. you've got to take into consideration as well, I think. I think you're yeah. right. Because I think Man United, they have something which we don't have as well. They have a 100 million pound player that they could sell. They've got Paul yeah. Pogba, who yeah. they'll still get upwards of 80 to 100 million for if they want, if they needed to, to bring Sancho in. We haven't got anyone of that worth on our books who we could get rid of. Yeah, that's a fair point. It'll be interesting to see. Obviously, we're going to get the Morata money this summer. That that's around fifty-ish million. You know, it's not small. It's not small change. So we're obviously we have the transfer ban, so we're in a great position in regards to finance because obviously we didn't sign anyone. Barkovacic and Pulisic was the January window before, and Ziyech we've got at a bargain price. I mean, yeah. it's going to come down to money. It's also going to come down to wage and ambition and Champions League if you're in that or if you're not. And obviously Manchester City as well kind of play a part in this because if their ban gets upheld, what's going to be going on there? Because obviously that means that Manchester United might have a more of a chance to be in that top four because of Man City being disqualified. So that could go against us because obviously Man United and Chelsea could be both in that Champions League bracket. So yeah, then it comes down to money and other factors. What else is important in our squad? Because we can't just think we're going to spend the whole... We've got Ziyech. There's talk of what's going to happen with our goalkeeping situation. To be fair, it sounds like we're just buying the whole Ajax first team because we've got Ziyech. There's talk of Anana 
And today, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely do a topic on this about left backs and who we should be looking at. But Tagliafico, and he's available at twenty-two million pounds. Now, for me, I'm just going just buy him twenty-two million pounds for Tagliafico. I'll just straight away I jump on him. And I know that's a, a different topic for another day, but you know we've got to look at what else our squad needs before splurging a hundred plus million pounds on a player. I'll tell you what we do need and we haven't mentioned and this may be sort of in favour of a move for Kai Havertz is you know I, I firmly believe we need another striker because I don't think Batshuayi is good enough and I think we need to get rid of him as soon as possible Giroud is getting older now and I, I just think if Havertz can play up front and he can play as a false nine that would be a different option and that would be sort of you know say if Tammy's injured that would be sort of a good plan B I feel yeah well with so, Giroud yeah. Yeah, with Giroud, he's signed at a well. It, it's whether it's been triggered or signed. Either way, he's with us for another season. Yeah, yeah. Has he? Has that been done to make a profit this summer? And he's sold. Who knows? But I'd say realistically, Batshuayi is going to be the one that makes way this summer. He will be sold. You know, we've been linked with Dembele from Leon. I really like Dembele. I think he's really grown throughout his career from his days at Fulham to Celtic and now at Leon. He's most likely going to be leaving Leon this summer because of the cost and the finances. And obviously the French league have been, has been cancelled. So at, at the time, Leon aren't in the Champions League, so they need that money. So that kind of puts us in a good position. And when you think of strikers, we obviously, as you've said, we've got Tammy, we've got Giroud, we've got Batshuayi, who's most likely leaving. For me, that's not enough competition. I know I love Giroud. He's a great professional, you know, I love Tammy Abraham, but we need more. We definitely need more firepower mm. up front. And you've got to look at, instead of going all out in 120 million plus for Sancho, when you could sort of potentially buy a left back. We need that left back, let's be honest. And we will discuss that on a future episode. But you need a left back. We need a striker. And there are other priorities in the squad. That's what I think is going to happen as well. Mm, it, it is a difficult one because... You do feel if you, if you buy Sancho, that's pretty much all the money's gone. Yeah, for the yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and then you know, as long as we don't, the thing is, I'm I don't mind if we didn't get Sancho or Havertz, as long as we fix the positions that we need to fix. You know, we we still could we expect the title challenge next season? It's going to be difficult. It depends what's going on financially with across the league. It's also going to depend on who stays, who leaves at the clubs like Man City because of their transfer. Um, window with the Champions League potential ban and Liverpool if Mane was to leave or Salah was to leave who would they replace etc etc I think that we're probably not in the position to challenge next season I know that some people are not going to want to hear that but that's potentially the case I think we definitely need that left back we definitely need to at least have one way or the other sort the goalkeeping situation out whether Kepa's going to head off on loan or whatever talk of Valencia etc we need that sorted one way or the other but we also need a bit of depth in midfield and we need that striker so in a way and a centre-back as well I think the centre-back is needed as well yeah, yeah. I, I, I feel that Havertz probably would be the more smart option but Sancho would bring so much more to it but it's if if you're thinking of what you need to make to sacrifice to build a better squad then Havertz probably comes to the forefront compared to that Sancho I think that's kind of where we're sort of sitting at aren't we lads yeah I think the only thing is like I think every club goes into a transfer window don't they with a budget that they could spend overall and then outside of that it's just spending money that you make off player sales 
So yeah. I think if you think about the left back position, for example, if we was to go for Tagliafico for 22 million, which is an absolute bargain, we'd, we'd get most of that back if we sold Emerson. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Back. If yeah. you signed a centre back for, say, £30 million or under, you'd make most of that back if we got rid of someone like Terzuma. Yeah. Um, so yeah. with those trouble positions, we we could almost do one in, one out and yeah. make most of the money back. I mean, according to the, the Telegraph today, you know, Lampard is likely going to let Alonso or Emerson leave at the end of the season. Most likely Alonso makes sense. He's older. Uh, but other than the left back, Lampard wants striker, a winger and potentially a new centre back, which we obviously we just, you know, yourself, Chris, just brought up. So, yeah, I kind of feel that that almost in a way sort of drops a shadow of doubt over whether we would go all out for Sancho. I mean, in the, the day, that's what I feel, I feel. So, so yeah, I mean, we'll talk about left back in a future episode. I feel that like we've come to the end of, of the episode of, of At The Bridge Pod. So, you know, we'll do some plugs. Got a little bit of a different outro this time. Where can our listeners find you guys on social media? Berth, jump in. Um, uh, you know what? I've completely forgotten what my tag is. <laughs> It's uh, it's at Chris Burford. That's B-U-R-F-O-R-D. So that's a really original name. That is my actual name. So if you want to give me a follow, Great name. follow me after this. New left back. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, about, what, about, what, about, what about you, Chris? I'm uh, at Chris09 Adams. Nice. Simple as that. You can, you can find us, obviously, and myself on Twitter and Instagram. You can find myself on both of those platforms by searching that red-haired dude. But for all things At The Bridge Pod, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram by searching for At The Bridge Pod. Simple as that. So drop us a like, follow, keep up to date on all things Chelsea. So till next time, listeners, this is us signing off. We will return next week where we will talk all things Chelsea. So until then, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at at the bridge pod. Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time. For Chelsea fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a match with live commentary, goal alerts, lineups, in-game stats and TV and radio links for over 100 leagues globally. Download the free CFC Blues app now from the App Store and Google Play.